0: Steve here from Crossover and Clapboards. Here we are now. On this episode, we discuss uh, the first round of the playoffs as well as preview the second round. Enjoy. All right, Crossover Clapboards back like we never left. Nathan, say something to the people. It's time to discuss the first round. What a first round, man. I mean, we had seeds one through four hold on
1: to, and that's, you know, for victories. Can, can, we, but... can we make fun of that for a minute? All this talk, all these people being like NBA is exciting. Anyone could win it this year. There's so many people, there's so many options. The matchups are exciting. Man, you know it's just one to four seeds in both sides. Yeah. And that's what, and that's like that's the NBA for you. The first round, though we want to build these stories up, it's still the one, two, three, four seeds I won.
0: And I still found it incredibly compelling. Like to me at least. Like
1: oh, I did too. (laughs)
0: yeah just about every series was great except for one series uh that featured trey young getting shut down (laughs) that's what i would say that was no fun but i'll digress but let's um let's talk about the series that we both got wrong in our predictions you only got one series wrong technically yes like the jazz was like a big question mark for you because of Luber, right which is fair um but let's talk about the one we got wrong we both picked toronto to beat the sixers and I thought I thought like Nick Nurse was gonna coach circles around uh, Doc Rivers. I, I thought defensively they were gonna they were gonna get at it, and Please. like I thought Van Vleet was gonna be able to, to shut down Maxi. Mm. None of those things happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: talk to well, me. What, what did you think about that series? Well, the foul calls were really awful in the first two games, which was kind of a disappointment to not let these two teams go at it and play against each other. Yeah. But Barnes getting hurt. And who else got hurt and hurt in the first second game? There. Van Vliet was hurt. Thad um, Young. Gary Trent hurt. was out for a game. That Young was out for a bit. Yeah, like, yeah. like it's just like here is a guy, and I know like this is the Nick Nurse. This is the, the this is the flaw on Nick Nurse. Um, he's got his system, he's got what he wants, he's got it working, and then he's mm. like he's gonna stick to it till death. And then if mm. someone gets hurt. He he is lost. He's a lost little puppy trying to scramble because he has this like, well, if he works, if we play this guy six minutes and a half, and then and then this guy four minutes, then we can rotate this, and you can tell he's that organized of a guy. Yeah. But unfortunately, basketball is like life, and you can't predict anything of it. Like, and he, and it showed. And I don't know about you, but I felt like Maxi was the best player in the in the series. No, no, no. Embiid was the best player in the series. I yeah, think but like Maxi was was the most important player to that. Embiid was going to do Embiid things, get hurt, uh, <laughs> talk some trash, you know, and score some points. But you got to like, don't tell me that Maxi wasn't more important to that team than anyone else. Like you knew Embiid was going to play, but I was very impressed with Maxi.
0: Yeah, but just just because Embiid uh, reached his expectations of playing well and being the best player in the series, I don't want to just I don't want to slack off from that. Right? He was the best player in the series. Maxi was probably like, if not a close second, he was definitively second, I think, or I thought. Right. So yeah. and it was surprising, too, especially the first two games in, in Philly. Like those games were done because Maxi was just going to work and Harden could go sit in the corner somewhere. Right. And yeah, and pass here and there and, and get some assists. But um, yeah, no, Max, Maxi was great. I thought uh, I think Nick Nurse is a fantastic defensive coach. Probably on that end. i I think he's got the pieces to maximize his defensive system fair right and i think he's really really good but what i don't want to see is is pascal siakam just top of the key every possession doing his little spin move and blah 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 blah. like we need a little bit more of a, a imagination on offense and you have guys like you basically have a whole team especially when van vliet went out you have a whole team that are like between six six and six nine like just like you're imaginative on defense, let's 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 do let's bring that same thing on offense. And yeah, I, I think that kind of that. yeah, and I think that kind of failed him, right? And like and then NB hits that three in in game three, and that's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of the series. Like, yeah. You know, so it, it was tough, man. But uh, you know, all all my uh the Raptors fans listening, I, I thought they played well, you know, going down 3-0. I legitimately thought, you know what, I think they could still win the series, you know?
1: That's because Doc Rivers was on the other side and he's well, known to lose that.
0: Do, do you think uh, Doc Rivers obviously, Joe Embiid got hurt in with like four minutes to go in the last game in Game Six, uh, yeah, and now, and now he's out indefinitely. Do you put that blame on Joe on um, Doc Rivers or it's just whatever? It, it just happens.
1: Uh, he's out for two games. He's supposed to be back for Game Three, supposedly. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll see him with the Darth Vader mask again. Um, is he? Is that on Doc Rivers? Probably is. You're down. You're up twenty. Like, you know, why do you need this guy back on the court? And and but it, it it's you know what's what's the what's the saying where it's like you could leave the clippers, but you you can take the guy out of the clip, you can take the guy out of the clippers, but you can't take the clipper out of the guy. And I feel like Doc is having him bead after he's taunting the crowd with his airplane movement, yeah. getting elbowed in the face on a clean basketball play. I must add. Nothing like you're year. you're doing a Euro step with your arms up. Harden's done that his whole career. Yes. Embiid did put his face in the wrong space. That's that's Embiid's foul. Yeah, it happens. I one of the best like challenges and overturns ever in the history of refing was was that play. But Toronto wasn't supposed to be the NBA, didn't want them to go. I mean, it was very obvious. And uh, that's okay. We're gonna get yeah. we'll watch a, a broken Philly. Play the Heat in the next round. So yeah,
0: and and we'll and we'll get to our predictions in a bit. We're going to fly through these first round uh, matchups here, and the summary. Um, you know the the MB thing. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of when Tibbs left Eric Rose in the game. You know his first big injury. There's less time on the clock. I think there was like a minute left essentially, and it was a blowout against the Sixers back in the day when Drew Holiday and and Dollar were there. Um, but it reminded me a bit of that, and it's kind of like eh, I, I I wouldn't say I blame Doc Rivers. Cause there's four minutes left in the game, right? Like if there's two minutes or less, maybe, but sometimes people get hurt. That's, that's just how it goes. Right. Yeah. That's fair.
1: That's so, fair.
0: So yeah. Do you have anything, we'll, we'll move on to, to one of the other series here. Do you have anything to say about the Denver nuggets losing against to the Warriors in five?
1: That's the one you want to go to next. All right, fine. That's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hopscotching around here. All right. <laughs> no warning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad we didn't get swept and we being the Nuggets, I'm glad that I'm watching the game and if this isn't like shining a light on the flaws of the Nuggets of the last two years with Jamal Murray out and Michael Porter Jr. out now, Mm -hmm. here the guy scored five out for six in the last two and a half minutes, Jokic did Mm. and still wasn't enough because the rest of his team could not deliver on anything. And like, you're going to Jokic, he had 20 to get 20 points and in the last three minutes of the game he finished with 30 and the guy did everything he could Aaron Gordon had 15 points in the first half zero in the second <laughs> yes yeah right monte morris is not an all-star he is not a second best player on the team he should be coming is- off the bench he should be yeah. for any other team that's in the playoffs he would be
0: yeah yeah
1: maybe maybe you know and like here's this guy is like he's got to be my number two every night isn't, yeah. like I mean,
0: was, Bo- Bones Highland was extremely important for this team. Yeah, and yeah. and Bones should he should just be like a spark plug off the bench, and if he has it going, you you play him, like you do Jordan Clarkson or like you did Jamal Crawford back in the day, or you know yeah. any, any of those guys that can, can have pop off the bench, right? Yeah. Um, Lou Williams is a guy like that too, right? Lou, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but no, to to me, it's kind of like you have a great player, like you have a top five player, which Jokic is.
1: Yeah, number to, one player uh, in the league. Bring MVP. Uh, <laughs> MVP. MVP, MVP. MVP again. Yeah. Soon to
0: be back-to-back, back, uh, sitting at home. But what I would say is, you know, he he's worth a game. I don't care what team you go up against. He could have gone up against the Suns. He could have got up uh, up against the Celtics. He could have gone up against whomever. The Bulls, I think he's just worth a game. Like, if you're a top-five guy, you should be able to get a game and not get swept, right? Agreed. And, and, and he kind of brought that. And he actually had them in the game, obviously, in game five. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, all credit the Jokic, this team, hopefully they get their guys back fully healthy next year because they're obviously going to, this was my preseason pick to make it to the finals, the, yeah. the Nuggets. Right. Um, so I, I think they're going to be a tough out, which they always are. Cause as long as that guy Jokic is, is sort of uh, out there slinging passes and, and putting in hook shots and threes, like they're going to be a tough out, man, you know?
1: Yeah, but so this is the other thing too, right? Like Jokic is young in his prime, reigning MVP, and you brought Boogie in was the only pickup you brought at the trade deadline to try to help him with a playoff push this year. Like what's – this general manager needs to do something. You can't just have a guy in his prime and not mortgage the farm to try to make it work. Uh,
0: Okay, so – I'm trying to I'm trying to remember like obviously like the best players or whatever that got traded around the trade deadline like probably James Harden right I'm trying to remember who got traded at the deadline but uh, I wouldn't have given up much like I wouldn't have given up a a solid like a solid first round pick this year because it's going to be in the teens right Um, for a guy that maybe you still lose in the first round so like do do you think they should have just gotten like another guy that can you know kind of assist and help out a bit a little bit or because well, I, 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 I don't,
1: right? so yeah, I, I don't know if
0: that guy was out there is what is my point
1: maybe he wasn't maybe he wasn't but i i you have to like hope that they try to find something to add to this team you got two your second and third best scorers sitting on the bench with injuries yeah. like this nuggets team deserved more and like you can't I mean, Jokic is probably going to be fine, just trying to compete for the Nuggets for years to come. But yeah, but like when you have a great player like that and a top five player, as you say, in, in the in the league, mm. uh, you need to surround them with guys. You need to surround them with pieces. You take Jokic off that team, are they better than OKC?
0: Oh, with these injuries, no, no. Of course right? not. Are they
1: better than Orlando, the laughing stock of the NBA? As for
0: probably, probably not like their bottom five team in the league right What? sorry uh their bottom five team in the league but what i would say is i think this year they just had really bad luck with stuff right like like jeff green was wildly important for them austin rivers went down in game five and they were like "Ooh, i don't know how we're going to bounce back from austin rivers not being able to finish the game yeah. right like when, when you're in that situation i don't know if you can just bring in a guy like like just a a a top eight guy like a you know a a fifth starter or a good sixth or seventh man off the bench right like pj dozier went down a long time ago you know what i'm saying like they just lost so much and Bo Bo never was good enough to play or healthy enough to i don't know what happened there he wasn't good (laughs) yeah that's what happened there so so honestly i would give them a pass for this season and next season they need to come out uh blazing to try to like see what happens. Right. Hopefully they get Michael Porter jr. Back. Hopefully Jamal Murray comes back and then get pieces around them. Right. I think those two pieces you put Aaron Gordon in as like the fourth, most important player on the team. And like, which is a really great role for him. And now you, now you got something going. You're cooking with gas.
1: Yeah. I'd love to see actually if Barton wants money, bones to try to take over that fifth starting spot.
0: Eh, We'll see. We'll see um, what happens. I, I like I like Bones off the bench, but if but you never know if he improves on defense, he can. So I, mean, well, yeah. I, like, I like to see that too. All right. Let's go here. I don't really have much to say about this series because it was quick, but Atlanta Heat, <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat. Um this
1: this was a this was a beating. This was a beating and in game five, like no Jimmy Butler, no Kyle Lowry, so no starting backcourt. Duncan's not playing well. Tyler Hero's still coming off the bench. Yeah. they have guys starting on that game to beat Trey Young. It was like they, they knew they were gonna win it so they would yeah. let's just sit Jimmy and Kyle and rest them and then we'll just win this series and who cares yeah. and Bam will Bam will take us over it and it was like and they did and they held Trey Young I think to 11 points and he had two field goals the whole game. It oh, was like gosh. it was like almost <clears throat> like the Atlanta Hawks had one player and that's it. Oh wait. That's what I've been saying since last year's playoff run.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think he just ran into a coach and a team that uh, was like, we're going to stop him at all costs. <laughs> right? Right. And and they were able to actually execute it because as great as Trey Young was last year, uh, he's that bad this season or yep. this postseason, right? Like he had more turnovers than made field goals in the series. Um, Max Struess made more threes than him in the series yeah. uh, on less attempts right he averaged 15 points a game in the series on like the 30,
1: led the league in points and assists this season
0: yeah on like 30% shooting like he shot 18% from three right I think I just named off like six things if two of those things go that way you're like ah the Hawks are in big trouble <laughs> right like if like if he's I mean like but he, all those things happen. So it was yeah. kind of like, yeah, it, it was curtains for them. Like if Trey Young's not getting off and, and getting, you know, getting threes and, and kind of mixing it in on the pick and roll and doing all that, like it's curtains. And then Jimmy, I do, I do want to say this about Jimmy Butler, man. Like he stepped up and and that game two, when it was like they were going back and forth and the, and the Hawks had an opportunity to win that Jimmy Butler yeah. stepped up down the stretch offensively and hit shots consistently. Yeah. Um And he did it game three and they they end up losing because he missed a shot or two right but like this is kind of what i want to see from jimmy and i still wouldn't pick them to win the title but what i would say is if they're going to get that sort of level from uh, of shot making from jimmy butler they got shot right they got shot to win the whole thing
1: yeah it's still my pick to win yeah i'm not wavering from that
0: yeah I, i have my doubts but uh but we'll see if he can get there okay let's go suns new orleans
1: pelicans Man, I was hoping New Orleans could pull it off, <laughs> yeah. but Chris Paul is a point guard. And in case like, you didn't know, now you know. And if you didn't know, now you know. Like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul is, first of all, he's the best player on the Suns. Is what I've been saying this whole time. <laughs> okay. I'm glad Devin Booker's back, but this is Chris Paul's team. So he gets some. He gets eight and Booker three quarters of points. <laughs> Chris cool. Paul is still the team. They they but lost the games. That, they lost the game
0: that Devin Booker wasn't there for. I don't care.
1: It's still Chris Paul's team, baby. Didn't
0: they it's lose two out of three big. games that Booker was didn't finish or wasn't Chris there Paul for?
1: Fourteen for fourteen in that game.
0: <laughs> okay, well, but Booker was there, yeah. Whatever.
1: <laughs> still not more important than Chris Paul.
0: What what I would say is, um, yeah, Chris Paul played pretty well. Down he 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 played well. Then he didn't play well, and then he played well again. Uh, I mean it's the truth (laughs) so uh so that's what I would say uh the Pelicans I don't have much to say man like I thought I thought they could have been swept in this series and it would have been a very successful season for them the fact that they the fact that they won two games and took the Suns to to game six and like what was in the game for a bit um yeah yeah, kudos to them man real quick question I know I, I probably ask this like every third podcast but like Seeing what you saw from from the Pelicans, right? Obviously, you have CJ McCollum there you, and Brandon Ingram do the scoring, yeah. right? But you got Jonas Valanciunas there, you got Herb Jones there, you got Jose Alvarado there, you got Trey Murphy coming off the bat. Like you have all a, like a plethora of of, of guys, right? Um, would you look to trade Zion or just keep him?
1: Every podcast, I <laughs> just try. It. And now, do you see Zion wants to sign a max contract? I'm like, are you kidding me? Does he? This, this is not McDonald's super size me. Zion. This is a, you're not getting 250 million for five years. He says, "Size me up." Yeah, he says size, "Size me up" was right. I got to feed me, man. I got my mouth to feed. <laughs> man, I I trade Zion. I trade Zion every day. Would you? Yeah, I. You get so much value back
0: i don't know man like so where i'm at with with zion is like one i don't think him and brandon ingram make each other better no right i I don't think they play well off of each other so that's going to be an issue and i would listen to trade offers but i don't think you're getting a top 15 guy for him, right which is fair you
1: you could potentially could
0: i don't know but and then i don't want to get guys that are going to be like oh okay they're okay like filling guys or like good role players or like even if you get Jeremy Grant, okay, great. Like Jeremy Grant, like, what's he going to do? Like, is he going to blow the roof? All this team? No, I feel like Zion's the, the only player that they have that can essentially take the potential from like a good team that can make it to the second round to like, we might actually be championship caliber, but he's probably like 30 pounds away from that. So I don't well, know. <laughs> they're, they're they're in, they're in a, a predicament there.
1: If you can get a Jeremy Grant type player, like Jeremy Grant's not the guy because he's got amigo an and he's got some issues, but if like mm. Jeremy Grant's skill set kind of player on a team yeah, and two or three first round picks, knowing that you're sending Zion to the team that's going to sink it for years, <laughs> right. Mm. You're, you're getting, you're building towards the future and you have a great base with Ingram and McCollum yeah. and, 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 you know, I don't know. I don't know how JV really fits on that team to be honest in the future, but he did okay.
0: Yeah, I think he's fine. I think I think as the like if you look to make deep playoff runs, he's going to get played off the floor sometimes, right? Depending on the matchup or what have you. Um but yeah, I don't know. Like I just wouldn't be like, "Oh, Julius Randle for Zion." Like, no. nah, that's not going to take no. me anywhere, right? No. Like that that's no. a second round out, right? So it's like if I'm getting like borderline all-star players, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but but be- I'm not
1: paying 250 250 million for this Zion Williamson to come back. I'm not paying him to sit on the bench.
0: I mean, I pay him 250. He can stay at 250. That's that. That's what I would do. If, if this dude is always bordering on 300 pounds, like I don't know. I mean, no, I meant the
1: 250 million.
0: No, I know. Like, I know. I would pay him 250 million if he could stay at 250 pounds. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's where I'm at with Zion, right? Like, because even on the sideline, like he all black, he looks wide, right? Like, and that's yeah. no no disrespect to him, right? But it's kind of like, dog, like we got to be
1: professional. Um.
0: But, yeah, I don't know. So,
1: it's like that year Kyle Lowry started working out. He's like, maybe, maybe this might be an opportunity for me to, yeah. to, you know, get in shape to play in the NBA. What a weird concept, Lowry. Yeah, I know. I know. One, one guy
0: that I would love to see on this team, and I don't know if it would ever happen. Uh, I mean, I would love to see DeJounte Murray on this team. I don't know how they'd be able to get him without giving up one of their best three guys, right? But I would love yeah. it just personally.
1: I like Murray on Spurs. I he gets some help. He's going gonna
0: to too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let let Zach Levine go to the Spurs. Then he got some help and then he can do something. Zach Levine isn't going to the Spurs. All right. Let's mean. talk about, <laughs> let's talk about Chicago then. Uh, they lost to the Bucks in five, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have anything to say about the series. I have yeah. one thing to say. Okay.
1: I want to thank DeRozan for being overvalued and allowing the Raptors to trade him for Kawhi. Yeah. And everyone to think that, oh man, DeRozan's a top player. You know what I watched DeRozan do? exactly what he does every single year in the playoffs joke. <laughs> he didn't joke but he's just not that guy man I, I he's how, not that guy he's I not liked, good
0: i liked how after game one like game one he went like five for 21 or 20 whatever 23 yeah and they were like and he's like i'm not going to do that again and then he played well the second game and it's like dog we saw your whole career in toronto like, yeah. you're going to be up and down a bit
1: with the shooting. We all know what you're capable of not doing, and that's being a great team uh, yeah. Poor, like, like everyone felt bad when we traded DeRozan. It's such a Canadian thing. we felt bad, when we traded DeRozan. I'm like, Masai went all in on Kawhi. He had a hand he could play, yeah. and it worked. And we traded DeRozan, for whatever reason, was overvalued to get Kawhi. Thank you, Masai. Cool. Thank you so much.
0: They, they got one year at Kawhi, and they
1: had the best possible outcome. Yeah, well, De- DeRozan looks like garbage in the playoffs. So welcome back, DeRozan. Yeah, he played. So that's the guy I know. Hey, welcome back to the playoffs. Okay, uh,
0: the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. This was this was like my favorite series yeah. of the playoffs. This
1: These like two teams went college teams play against each other. Yeah, that's it's what like, it was. it's like watching
0: two teams that are just like, oh, we got a bunch of energy don't know what to do with it like like if you ever like you go to the dog park and somebody has puppy like a a, a big puppy right and they just and and then there's another puppy and they're just running around crazy not doing anything that's just kind of how this series was it's all over the place but it's entertaining as hell
1: yeah it was all over the place it was <laughs> it was like which cat <laughs> is so overrated man he's so overrated and like I can't even, I, you know, what, I'm done. I'm done talking about this. Series. I was, it was 20 point leads and 20 point leads twice in the game mm-hmm. and like to come back and like, this is two kids teams playing against each other where anything can happen. How do you keep them focused? How do you keep them ready to play? And there's no way either if they played any other team that they would have been able to make it on the second round. I feel like they would have been beaten by any other team. Uh,
0: well, I think both of these teams would have be the jazz. <laughs> that's what I would say <laughs> in the West, they would have be beat the jazz, but, um, what, I, what one thing I'll say about the Timberwolves, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was like, I think Anthony Edwards by the end of the season has to be the best player on the team. I think that's come to fruition. Yeah. Like, uh, but I do think that cat sort of, I think this was pivotal for him to kind of get in the playoffs, have some hard times. Like the playing game was difficult for him. Um, but I think he learned I, I, and I think as the series went on, he got a little bit like he got better and he adapted well, but it's a steep learning curve. And that's why it's important for this team to, you know, get back there next year and get some more experience and and kind of not be the new team that has no experience, but be the team that, you know, is ready to take that next step to the second round because they got a lot of talent. I mean, if I was a big Timberwolves fan, I wouldn't want D'Angelo Russell on the team. Wow. I would be looking to, to, to move on from him. He didn't even finish the game six. He didn't finish the game the coach pulled him, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, yeah, you know what I mean? Because if he's not hitting shots, he's not doing anything on, on that team. But, so that's kind of where I would be at. Uh, but I, like I said, I think both of these teams will beat the Jazz. So we'll talk about the Jazz real quick, which is just like, what else would you expect, man? <laughs> the, Jazz, the, the Jazz went down one to two against the Mavs when they didn't have Luca on, on the team or on playing.
1: Yeah, they lost to um, Max Cleaver, and the jet and the, sorry, Max Kleber and the Mavs. Bertans was Jets. killing them.
0: Bertans was killing them in game three, man.
1: Yeah. It was
0: crazy. And I was just like, Dog, okay. I mean, it, just go home. It's fine. <laughs> you got, you guys can go home. So I don't, I don't really have many nice things to say about the, the jazz except for like, okay, maybe they can get something for Donovan Mitchell and return like this year. Yeah, you, you blow up the
1: team, eh? You blow it up.
0: I would, I would try to keep Rudy. Uh, cause I think Rudy would stay during a, uh, a rebuild and I will try to make it a quick rebuild, but uh, I would definitely be looking to trade Donovan Mitchell if I'm not, mm. cause I don't think, I don't think he does the things that are needed from your best player to carry you through. I think he just thinks he's going to score and that's going to be enough. And that's not enough. You need to do the playmaking. You need to do the defense. You need to do the yeah. leadership. And if you're not doing those things, then, and, and, and you're not scoring efficiently, then. You can keep it moving because we can lose in the first round without you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. He's been very inconsistent. I think Donovan Mitchell thinks he has to be don- mit- bubble Donovan Mitchell to even win a series, and even then that wasn't good enough. So
0: yeah, and I, and they lost in the first round. That's been the bubble. Yeah, I did. And 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 I, and I, I, I want to say I, I really feel like it was fool's gold for them, man, because it just felt like oh Donovan Mitchell's he's on he's the next one he's blah 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 right, and then over the next two years it's kind of been like eh. You know, yeah. you know, you know how you got sometimes you got these big fireworks and you light the firework and it's like it's going to be amazing and you light it and the fuse is lit and then it's, it's going towards the big firework and it takes off and just, poof, yeah. you know, and that's how I feel about a lot of his game. When, he's, when he's, he's spectacular, he's spectacular, but that ain't enough.
1: I think there's a lot of NBA players like that, that we just expect and they're still going to get that jump and they never do.
0: Ever, but be solid at something else too, right? Like no, you know, what I mean, can. You, you have to, you have to, uh, you have to contribute in other ways. You know what I mean? We we've seen it with Tatum, right? We're we're about to talk about the Nets here. We've seen it with Tatum; he contributed in more than just scoring, right? And he yeah. did, and he did a hell of a job scoring against the Nets. Like you got to contribute another way. We've seen Luca, Luka, Luka in, uh, against in the Jazz series, he was playing defense. He got some blocks and stuff, and he, yeah, he got did. back, and he always play makes right. So that's not a that's not a concern for him, but. Yeah. It's um, I'm just really, you know what, when you hear this, it's I'm like one of those parents that tell you, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. That's exactly mm-hmm. how I feel about, about Donovan Mitchell, because after the bubble it was like, Oh yeah, he's the next one. He's going to step up and he's going to do mm-hmm. things. And he continues to refuse to pass to Rudy. Um, he continues to not make smart plays. And then he does. And then when he does pass, it's at the game it's at the end of game six, when they're coming down to court, down one, and they got a chance to take... And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll pass before I reach half
1: court. Yeah, that's the LeBron pass. Oh, oh, I want man. someone else to win me my championship. <laughs> Come LeBron on, man. Uh, that, that was,
0: uh, like I said, incredibly disappointing. And I think it's it's the perfect way to kind of sunset the jazzes, this era of the jazz and him him being involved. And he, and then he has... Sorry, I, I guess I'm a little more riled up. You are. Donovan you are very Mitchell. angry
1: about this. Yeah. And then
0: he has the nerve to be like... I don't know about my future here. I'll, I'll take a few weeks to think about it. Well, let me, let me help you out, Donovan. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Like, we don't, we don't, we don't need you here. If you don't want to be here, like if you're not going to buy in and if you're not, if you're not going to actually be a leader for this team, then go, you can go. Right. Would you trade him for Zion? From the Jazz? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The the Pelicans shouldn't do it, but. Uh, yeah, because whatever the risk is with Zion, whatever, I'm willing to see what what happens with Rudy and Zion or Zion and whoever else I get from with Rudy, right? So, like, I'd be willing to gamble that, I'd be willing to roll that dice. I've already rolled the dice, the Donovan Mitchell dice, and it comes up, uh, outside of the first round most of the time. All right, we're gonna come back here and take a small break, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna wrap up the first round with the Nets and the Celtics series, and uh, and then we'll, we'll preview the rest of the playoffs. We'll be right back. Hey, registration is open for the 15th annual Adult Provincial Basketball Tournament. Come on down during May 14th and 15th to the best basketball tournament in Red Deer. We have multiple men's divisions and a women's division, round-robin format with a guaranteed three games, $600 per team. Whether you're an old head that's looking for a good time or a competitive hooper that'll dominate the tournament, come through for a fun weekend, for more information and to register for the Adult Provincial Basketball Tournament, go to provincialtournament.com. Again, that is provincialtournament.com. All right, we're back. I've cooled down from a Donovan Mitchell rant. <laughs> I, th- I, think that's, I think that's my first rant of this of the podcast
1: yeah I, I don't know where you would think that it's okay to do a rant on this podcast i've never done such a thing <laughs> yeah
0: but uh yeah I'm, i was just so disappointed man because i liked this jazz when you know when when the jazz got uh mike conley it was like three years ago i was like oh yeah, yeah this is i'm looking forward to him i think they can do it and then it's just it's it's come up to nothing um but do you have anything
1: else to say about this this jazz Mavericks series before we move on yeah i just wanted to ask you is jalen brunson for real is this dude for real I want to know. I want to know. If this, is, is, is this a? Is he an NBA player or is he having a great playoff? Like, is this guy going to be around the league for a long time? Like, I know oh, he's gosh. good, but he's small. Uh, he's not a great defender. Uh, but is he for real?
0: Um, so I don't think he'll ever be like a top five point guard or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I, we've spoken about this uh, on a previous podcast. where we, we talked about how he was like a culture changer. Um, I think he's going to be very good. And I think he's going to be extremely good if he plays with like a top 12 player in the league. Right. And everybody ain't built like that, you know, because everybody can't play with the ball in their hands and without the ball in their hands uh, and do it uh, seamlessly. Uh, But I think he does a pretty good job of it. No, I think it's real. And if I were, if I were the New York Knicks, I would pay him whatever I have to pay him to get him out of there. He's a, he's an unrestricted free agent this year. And so if I'm one of these teams, I don't know. I have no idea if you'd want to go from a, a winning situation to a losing one. But if the money is double, then what? Because he has some weird contract thing where the map, because he's a second round pick and they, they didn't extend him, they, they can only pay him like 40 something million, I think, in total. But other teams can pay him like close to 90 million. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know how it worked. I think so. I, I read this somewhere. So it's it's one of these things where it's like, it's almost like Gilbert Arenas when he was with the Warriors. Um and they couldn't pay him what other teams could. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I think he's
1: very real. Do, do you think this is just a facade? This is a smoke I, show? I think we're about to find out this round. Because of Chris Paul? You're gonna play. Yep. I think we're going to find out who Jalen Brunson really is, and I'm excited. I'm actually excited because yeah. he looked great in the first round. He was, I think, their second-best player <clears> all series, um, and I, I want to see what he does against Chris Paul. I'm just excited. That's That's something for me to look forward to as a basketball fan.
0: Yeah, it should be good, and and I'm I'm looking forward to that matchup too. Well, and well, before we get to that, let, let's let's yeah. wrap up with the the Nets and the the Celtics here.
1: Yeah, um, this was the only sweep. I guess it goes to show you that you can't take a whole season off mm. and expect to be in mid season form. Mm. I mean, he goes in the boss and he drops thirty eight loses, which is a perfect Kyrie game. And then did he have over twenty any other game? Kyrie? Yeah.
0: No, I don't think
1: so. Yeah. And like, so this is a guy that's like, wow, it's competitive and hard and being in the NBA and I didn't get my reps in. Yeah. And then he goes and talks after the series is over and me like, me, Kevin, the owner, the general manager, we're just going to build what we want to build here at Brooklyn. We're all going to be part of this team. Yeah. If I am anyone to do with the Brooklyn team, you need to get that guy as far away from Brooklyn as possible <laughs> as fast as you can. If you can trade him for um a bag of crap that's a great idea because then that makes more sense to me mm-hmm. and and Kyrie of course is going to opt in because I don't know if anyone that should pay for him for anything he's dog shit
0: well I guarantee you if Kevin Durant says he wants Kyrie back Kyrie's going to come back
1: that's the only thing that could save him
0: and I don't think K- KD all of a sudden is going to be like nah <laughs> I don't want him. I mean, You're right. Kevin
1: Durant never has said nah about any of his teammates in the past that he would walk away or leave a team or join another team. He'd just be like, nah. You're right. <laughs> Kevin is faithful and loyal to a fault. You're right, Steve. You're right. But, he won't never do that to Kyrie.
0: I, I think the situation is different. I, I really do. I, I don't think this is a Westbrook situation. and I definitely don't think it's like him on the Warriors, right, because those dynamics were just different uh, for whatever reason. He's in the trenches with this guy. Um Not for whatever reason. He's been, he, he's been a spectacular player at points in his career, but really he hasn't had any real team success since what 2017 when he's with the Cavs and, and LeBron still Uh they went to the finals and lost yeah. it to the Warriors. Like, yeah. and then from there it was like, all right, he's with the Celtics. He's with the Nets. Hasn't made it out of the first round as an active player on any of these teams. Hasn't averaged, 25 points per game in the playoffs since that 2017 run.
1: And, and he's playing against his old Celtics teammates. Like all of them, all of them were on his team. They traded Isaiah Thomas to bring Kyrie to this group of guys who just swept them. Like not only like swept them, but like slapped them and swept them. Like they just embarrassed them. It was beautiful. Like, I love, I love the Celtics. And by that, I mean, I love Bradley Stevens, but this was the team I enjoyed the most with Bradley Steven throwing Isaiah Thomas in there. Because yeah. like, they were such a good group and they played together. And then you bring them <laughs> back six years later. And Horford's old. Like, you know what I mean? Brown yeah. and, and Tatum have gotten better since then. Yeah. But like this team is is super fun to watch. And I'm excited for what they can do. But like Kyrie's garbage, man. And, and if you if Derek Durant, Durant wants to tie his his, uh, you know, anchor to this guy, he's just never going to win again. He'll never be a top 10 player. Not in my books. Not if he can't win.
0: Has he, I mean, so I'll, that's one of the questions I have for you. Like them being swept. And I even earlier. I said, when we were talking about Jokic and, and the nuggets, I was like a top top five player should get you a, a win in the series. Yeah. Right. And they obviously yeah. got swept and we both did our rankings not that long ago. We both had Katie easily in the top five. Um, so is, does this series sort of change your perspective on KD? I
1: think this series changed my perspective on KD's mentality, not huh. KD's ability, yeah. but the people he's deciding to tie himself to or trying to create this with or whatever. He just doesn't get it. He, uh, does, he There's missing, he's missing some common sense there. Yeah. You're talking about the thought process behind Yeah, those, I got it. Yeah because he's I got, got he's got great cult. Nash is a Nash had to juggle these you know uh geriatric ward for the Brooklyn Nets and mm-hmm. the trades that they were making to get rid of all these young players that had do you remember the nets did better before they got KD and Kyrie before they came they were competitive in the first round that year with Russell Dinwiddie LaVert Jared Allen and now all of them bye bye all <laughs> gone yeah. and the team is worse with yeah. two superstars yeah, this is supposed to be your superstar is supposed to be what you need to get to win. And the team is worse. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a it's bad optics. That's what I would say. You know, Brooklyn, I read something. Uh, I read something. I think it was Josh Eberle on Twitter. Uh, I think said it. But it was like um, the Nets were the preseason favorites to win the title. Yeah. And this is the first time a preseason favorite uh, hasn't won a playoff game since 1984, 85 season interesting like to me it's kind of like not to win the not to win a series not to win the finals to win a game in the playoffs they didn't win one game
1: yeah.
0: and like to me this has to be one of the biggest failures of a team in NBA history because all the little dominoes of what could have gone wrong essentially went wrong for this team yeah and some of it was self-inflicted, and some of it was just a bad luck or whatever, right? But kind of like you, you have all these what mercurial, m- mercurial uh, sort of personalities, <laughs> you know? Kevin Durant, I don't think he's a peach. Uh, Kyrie, he's he he has a, he walks to the tune of his own drummer. James Harden, who was on the team before, Ben Simmons, who's allegedly on the team now. Um, you know, you have all you have all these guys, and it's just kind of like oh okay it's it's a wild bunch that Steve Nash had to that Steve Nash coached this year I still don't know if Steve Nash is a good coach right don't know I, yet. I, I'll we, be honest we
1: can't tell we can't two, tell
0: two years in and I was just like I have no idea like the, is his whole thing is just give the ball to KD and let him like let him operate like what's his his roster didn't like besides KD and Kyrie like his roster wasn't great you know like so I don't know
1: I, I still don't know if Steve Kerr is a good coach He's had been blessed and spoiled by having some of the best players in the NBA on his team. So it is, is. I'm so serious. Like if you want to talk about like Steve Nash, we don't know. We don't know. Cause if you, and, and if you can. Nah, probably... They're
0: not in the same boat, man. Come on. <laughs> you can say like, I don't know if Steve Kerr is a top 15 of all time coach. Sure. But like, if he's, is he a good coach? Yeah. Steve Kerr is a good coach and I'm a, and I'm a critic, but you can't be like, he's Steve Nash, Steve Kerr, who I, knows? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: you, you gotta have. What can you do with less and and do better? Like that's I, you know that's what's always. Can you do? Can you coach above your team's potential? Can you move your athletes? Yes, that's fair. To play together to a level that they they should not have won. Mm-hmm. Yes, Nothing is fair. more complimentary when people look at my team and tell me they're not good enough in warm up, and then we. Kill the other team because they know how to play together. Yeah. That's the biggest compliment. Yeah. So I'm just saying, Steve Kerr is a good coach. I'm not bashing him, but it's. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's interesting. Anyways, we got to go on to the next thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll move on here. Obviously, uh, we got the Celtics and the Bucks now uh, going, and we spoke about this a little bit off off air. But uh, I saw the game today. I mean, I'm changing what I'm what my thoughts were. At first, I was oh, like Celtics and seven, um, Bucks and five. Wow. It's it's that drastic for me, and like sometimes, and I think I said this before with like the Hawks and the Heat. Sometimes you watch a game, one game, and you're like, yeah, series is over, the series is done. Why do you say that? What changed for you? They're playing the Celtics are playing against a team that actually plays defense. One, um, they don't have. Well, it's true. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. It's true. Uh, you know, they probably have at best the third best defender on the court, right? like Giannis and Drew are the two best defenders in the series and while I do think the Chris Middleton the reason why the reason why I went against the Bucks is because like it was an injury that's only that's the only reason why I ever go against the Bucks I always pick the Bucks to win since we've had a podcast except for when Giannis is hurt or when Chris Middleton was hurt uh now um Chris Middleton is gonna yeah it's gonna hurt in some aspects but I just think this this team has the medal. I think Brooke Lopez, this is a series for him to actually play and, and contribute and not get killed on, like, drop coverages all the time and stuff, and I'm sure uh, Ime Adoka, the, the coach for the Celtics, is going to counter and figure some things out, but, um, dog, I'm not betting against Giannis, man. Not me.
1: That's fair. Yeah. I'm still going to take Celtics in seven.
0: That's fair. I mean, that's fine. Um,
1: I, I, I still think, yeah, you lost the first game, and we're taping this uh, Monday night. Sunday yep. night, Sunday night, Sunday night. Yeah. And uh, I know they lost the first game and that's, and yeah, they did not look good at all, but there's always a Bradley Stevens in the background.
0: I saw the show breast. Yeah, I did. Yeah. They showed him leaving yeah. <laughs> midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah. Um. Nah, Giannis is different, man. I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading, Uh, I timed it so that I can read Giannis's book at the same time that they're going through this playoff run. Like, I just like the little symmetry of that. And like, I'm like, I don't know, like maybe a quarter through the book now, but like Giannis has already overcome things. He's already beat the odds like 10 times, right? Just when you talk about life and basketball, it's
1: yeah,
0: whatever, right? He's overcome everything. They Like in the book, they said something about like, he used to want to go to practice to like distract himself from hunger, right? Like, so it's like, he's coming from that and he's overcoming, overcome, overcome. Um, I just, I just,
1: I'm just not betting against this guy, man. I love it. But I, I think I think what I believe is how important the Middleton pieces, yeah. the P.J. Tucker piece was to when winning the championship. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, without both those guys having replacing it with Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen in the starting lineup, can they I don't I think there's they take a huge jump. And yes, Giannis is a great player and yeah. and the top two player in the league, in my mind, best, my um, best player yeah that's fine yeah um and and most people would would pick Giannis first if they were starting like if they did a fantasy draft of every player in the NBA right now for sure Mm -hmm. I just don't I just think I I just I think Middleton is so important to this team success and -hmm. was so important to them winning the championship that I losing him and then having to play this Boston Celtics team that was playing very well um I'm curious how it's gonna it's I don't I'm I'm worried. I'm worried for Giannis to get through this round. Um if he can. And and I think the Celtics did look good in the first round, had some rust, you know, having to play basically a 10 seed for their first five games. So now they gotta change and make some adjustments. Mm. But just like you can't go against Giannis, I can't go against Bradley Stevens. So well, except Celtics Giannis is,
0: except Giannis has won the title. Giannis has been the back-to-back MVP mm. Giannis has mm. been the defensive player of the year right like mm. he's got okay. the accolades I think okay. Brad Stevens did get coach of the year okay. if I remember correctly <laughs> one no, fine. No, well, no it's fine no no it's fine no but but what you're saying I think is correct if this were last year right like if this were last year and uh and they still had P.J. Tucker or what have you like to me you you mentioned two guys uh Grayson Allen and uh Portis. Bobby Portis those guys stretched the floor for Giannis Right. Like in a way that P.J. Tucker sometimes could. But like sometimes P.J. Tucker was like almost a zero on, on offense. Right. Like if he wasn't hitting that little corner three. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. What, what you're saying adds up. I just think this this team this year is different. They got that championship medal, you know.
1: All right. We'll see. That's right. what we disagree on, which is nice I, always to do. I'll,
0: yeah, I'll be honest. I think the winner of this year is going to go to the NBA finals. I don't. Ooh, oh uh, yes, of course, because your heat here. So what do you what do you have? The heat and two against the Sixers,
1: the Heat and two and a half. Yeah, so Embiid is supposed to come back for game three. We'll see about that. Harden yeah. can't carry a team. He can barely carry a sandwich. Um, this <laughs> oh, no, team he can is built- a sandwich. Oh, we can't <laughs> he can well carry a valley. sandwich. Yeah. Philly cheesesteaks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, this team is so going to get slapped around by the heat, it's not even funny. Yeah. Um, and uh and that's why the Heat are going to play eight or nine or ten games, going into the, the finals and be the most well rested team for the winner of this bloodbath that's going to be the Celtics-Milwaukee. So, yeah. I'm I'm hoping for whatever Butler's ailing him, he gets better and Lowry same. Um, they come back strong because I really want to see a full Heat team against the winner of the Bucks Celtics.
0: Same. So, what do you have Heat in four? You think it's a sweep?
1: I'll give him one.
0: Yeah. Same. I got Heat. I got Heat in five as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. Pretty much all the same things that you said. I just don't believe in – I don't believe I don't in believe the Sixers it. without uh, without Embiid at all.
1: I don't believe in the Sixers, period, and I don't believe in the Sixers coaching staff. I don't believe in – the only thing I like on the Sixers is Daryl Morey, and if you ever get a chance to listen to it, they play it when the Sixers win a game. The Philadelphia 76ers winning song yep. is, is my favorite thing, my favorite post-game song ever. It's so cheesy and it's wonderful. That's the only thing I like about the Sixers. So <laughs> there you go.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All right. We'll wrap up there. We'll move on to the Western Conference here. Suns, Mavs.
1: Oh, man. I think Luke is the best player in the series, Mm -hmm. but I think the Suns have the second, third, fourth and fifth best player in the series. Like, so tell me, who's their second, third, or fourth. and fourth? Chris 50, Paul, seven. obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Paul. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw Aiton and Booker as two and two A and two B, and yeah. I think Mikhail Bridges is better than anyone else on the Mavericks. Better than uh, Brunson. <laughs> Brunson. Uh, Powell, maybe Powell. I don't know who yeah. else you could argue was great on the Mavs. Um, I I really, you know what. Just for fun, I would love to see, I know, like a trade Gobert making his way to the Maps. I think that'd be a really fun Gobert and Doncic together would be, like, I'm just fantasizing, like, a yeah. cool team to be together. Yeah. Especially when the Maps won with Tyson Chandler, such a big, pivotal part of their NBA championship that way. Yeah. But I know that's nothing on the point right now. This, the Chris Paul Jalen Brunson matchup is exciting. The Devin Booker, if he can stay healthy, is exciting. Though so Luca winning a finally winning a playoff series, and then the Mavs were clicking really well against the Jazz. Now different type of team. DeAndre Ayton is definitely more mobile than Gobert. Yeah. But I am I am excited to see how this plays out. So
0: Yeah, I got the uh, I got the Suns and Six. I mean. And I, I think that's that's respect to how great of a player Luke is and how well that team is playing right now. Yeah. But I, I just think the Suns are a superior team. I think it's a good matchup for them too. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. And you have you – I'm sorry, what's your prediction? Suns? I,
1: mean, I, I probably have to go Suns in 6-2. I don't think you're wrong. I just yeah. – Chris Paul, it's second-round Chris Paul time, so – I'm hoping he doesn't get hurt in game five because that's what Chris Paul does best. So <laughs> if he does, then Mavs might be able to pull it off. But I'm happy for Luca to win a series. And I think yeah. they overachieved this year with their with, with their team they have. And they still need one more piece. So Yeah. yeah
0: I, I don't quite know how they're going to get that piece, right? Because Tim Hardaway Jr. Is not quite that piece that you're talking about, I don't think. No.
1: He needs to go back to New York, get traded to New York. Or... <laughs> Trade him back there. I would actually like – I, like honestly, I would love to see like Hardaway for Sabonis or Gobert or like something like, because like the thing is like they got four or five centers that can yeah. rim run and dunk and do all that stuff. Yeah. Um. But Cleaver's now a three-point shooter, I guess. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's a, it's a, it's interesting. It's interesting how Dallas is going to build their team moving forward because they're mm-hmm. not going to. It's not going to stay the same.
0: No, I will yeah, I would love to see a, a run and jump big, like a, a pick and and, and roll partner for uh, for Luca in Dallas. It's not Dwight Powell, yeah. No, I'm, but Dwight Powell does a really good impersonation yes. of that, right? Like, and he's a yes. really good player. He's great if he's like the seventh best guy on your team, seventh or eighth best guy, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but he shouldn't be really playing starters minutes. But again, right, testament to how hard he works because he's a good player. I like him,
1: Canadian guy, he's a good, good Canadian boy, right? He, he also has the longest face in the league, I think. Oh <laughs> well, no, have you seen Eric Eric Gordon? <laughs> All right. Um
0: Warriors Warriors Grizzlies here. This is uh it's a fun series. We I, I just we just finished watching <laughs> Warriors in 4, you say. Pe- people at home, he's holding up four, and I know that he's going to pick the Warriors.
1: <laughs> so you're picking Warriors in 4. And you you're worried because you're going to say Warriors fan, you know that Memphis is really athletic. They're a fun team. They're an exciting team. Hmm. They threw away so many leads and so many situations against the only team that would have allowed them to come back in Minnesota. And the Warriors just probably had their worst game of the playoffs today, Hmm. I think. And, you know, Draymond got ejected. Clay had foul trouble. Curry had foul trouble. Jordan Poole dropped 30 again, but came off the bench. Um, Like, It was just the weirdest Warriors game, and they still found a way to win. Yeah. So if they have a subpar game Mm. in Memphis in game two, it's over in game four. Hmm. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, I I have the Warriors in six. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like you said, right, I just think they – I think this is a – I think I told you off-air, right? But This is the toughest matchup. I think the Warriors are going to have all playoffs, at least in the West. Um, Yeah, I mean, well, that's fine. But I I really think, like – the length, size, athleticism, rebounding of, of the Grizzlies is really a problem for the Warriors. Um, but I I definitely think they can overcome it and they should win. You know, I've made that analogy of like, uh, um, during pickup, you got the young team with fresh legs and they're athletic going against the older team or what have you, but the older team's good and they should win, but every once in a while they slip. Right. And, And they lose to the young team because they're just so fucking fast, you know, sometimes. So, uh, um, some similar, I have similar films uh, in this series. I wouldn't be surprised if they drop a game or two to the Grizzlies.
1: I think they I, just did drop a game and they won <laughs> it. So
0: <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, you know, I watched the game and I, I was ready, man. I was ready to go out there and hoop, man. Cause in the first quarter, grizzlies talking first quarter yeah. he you know josh doing the gritty the, the giddy dance and everything yeah. in the, the first court.
1: quarter i know in
0: game one i'm like
1: they're oh, kids okay. man they're <laughs> okay. kids
0: okay you know
1: you and i both know you play against kids they're up like that you know you got them it's <laughs> they're not gonna to do it
0: yeah I, I think i think the emotional swings for them are a bit much like even when uh jaron jackson was hitting those threes in the third quarter you know because draymond was out right like yep. um i was like that's fine you know, hit your threes because there's yeah. going to come a time where they're not going to like they get up a little too high. Right. In terms of like emotions um, and that and they can ride that to win sometimes. But other times it kind of bites them. Right. And we say all yeah. this and they, they had an opportunity to win at the at the buzzer today.
1: Yeah. Did Clay get a piece of it? Do we know if Clay got a piece of that block?
0: I don't know. I haven't I haven't gone back to look at the footage, uh, but Clay Clay did. Well, I mean, after missing two free throws, Clay did well on defense to, to kind of save the game there.
1: Clay's not the same clay that he was. Uh defensively. No. Offensively, too. He's struggling. His shot know. looks he looks rigid. He looks very uncomfortable. I don't think he looks smooth anymore like he did before. He is he is uh he's do and by the way, every time I watch the worst player on the Warriors every single game, all-star this year, Andrew Wiggins. Just a mess of a player. He is so bad. He's so bad.
0: He played okay. Yeah. He played okay. I don't know if you noticed, right. But Wiggins for against the nuggets were like the first three games or so. Like he led them in rebounding, right? Like uh, if if, if you're expecting Wiggins to be like the guy that's going to show up and be 25 points per game. No, no. no. Um, but he guards his position. He's, he's the only guy that has more athleticism in the series than the person that's guarding him. Um, and, and, you know, yeah. And, you know, he plays, you know, he makes one out of two free throws every time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to say some nice things about Wiggins, but yeah, for an all
1: star, <laughs> he's an embarrassment for all. He might be the worst pick of all star ever. Oh, that's. I want to go back to that. There's got to be somebody. Maybe worse than him, but I think Wiggins is
0: the worst. We'll we'll go we'll go back in the uh, in the off season. I but know you're I,
1: gonna find something for that. <laughs> I, I
0: don't I don't think Wiggins was the worst All Star. I just think he just called lightning in a bottle. Other guys got hurt this year. He actually had a really good first half of the season, okay. and they were winning. You know, the Warriors were in first or second place at the time. You know, and I yeah. think it, uh, I think it's just everything came together for for him to be an All Star. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, so we're all good to go. I think we we agree on everything in terms of, of who's going to win the series. We both think the Warriors are going to win. We both think the Suns are going to win. We both think the Heat are going to win. We disagree on the Bucks and the Celtics.
1: And that's the most exciting series. Yeah, that that's Bucks cool. and Celtics is the one that's that we all want
0: to watch. So. I, I would love if we get seven games of those two teams because uh, I really like the Celtics team. But there we go. All right, ready? Last big question. Do it. All right. I want you to tell me who is the second greatest canadian men's basketball player of all time um we have a few choices i can i can i did a little research i have about 10 guys okay. or so okay let's hear it so obviously the first player of all time the greatest the goat canadian player is steve nash right
1: sure born in new south sorry born in south africa but yes <laughs> yeah, we'll claim him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. yeah claim you should <laughs> claim him. all right here's uh here's some other guys uh dylan brooks dwight powell brandon clark Kelly Olenek, uh, SGA, um, Shea Gilson alexander uh, Jamal Murray, RJ, <laughs> RJ, uh, Andrew Wiggins, Lou Dort, Boucher, right? I, I, that's ten. I, I gave you 10 names if I'm forgetting somebody, like Tristan Thompson. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't think he'd be the second greatest, but Tristan Thompson, maybe. Um, those would kind of be kind of like the top 10 or 11-ish. Corey Joseph, uh, yeah, is he the second he greatest? Um, he's another guy too. So, uh, like, is, is somebody jumping out at you from that list as the second greatest player, or are you, you going off the board? What are you thinking? Okay. Talking um, I'm not going to go
1: off the board. I'm going to go explain this to you, and then I we, I have to do one thing for after our last question I have to talk about before we close the podcast. But Sure. Corey Joseph and Kelly Olinick have been at every single Team Canada thing since the dawn of time. Both – have ties to Western Canada here in either Alberta or BC for Olenek. Olenek being from BC. Corey Joseph's dad played for Sate here in Calgary, mm. and and both guys have been committed, have worked hard, have been pivotal parts of Canada basketball. Everyone else you mentioned has not, especially Tristan Thompson, and mm. uh, who's who's my least favorite non-canadian canadian Canadian garbage basketball player that he held out for six million and lost our opportunity to make the olympics so so if you want to talk about all those talented players i know there's guys like jamal murray is talented and there's guys that are more talented than those two but to me those are the two most important canadian basketball players in canada at this time and if you can support and love those two ones ones in the i think they're both playing for the pistons for casey aren't they uh, Corey, Joseph, and uh, Olenek? Yeah, I think they're both on the Pistons. I
0: think you're right, yeah,
1: I think so. So, those to me are the only two that matter. Everyone else, start showing up, start helping out. I know Nurse is a coach, so it's not going to be great, but come back into Team Canada and help out us make the Olympics, because it's going to be so good for not only Canadian athletes, but young kids that are looking to, you know, we just had a huge Raptor Championship, and we need to build up and get to that Promised land, and we're totally able to if guys just show up and buy into what we're trying to do at Team Canada. So
0: yeah, that'd be great. Fun. And 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 last summer, right? Last summer, last year, whatever. I don't know, time is is weird now. But they had a lot of guys come out, right? For and when, when they failed to qualify for the Olympics, but they had like Lou Dort was there, uh Wiggins was there. I'm sure, they had some bigs too. Um, the kid out of Kentucky, I can't remember. But they had a, they had quite a few NBA players that weren't you no know, long as they weren't injured, like. um. Jamal murray right yeah Um, so they they have quite a few guys i think that's a step in the right direction because really canada should be in the
1: olympics every year and men's basketball it it should it shouldn't be a question you know women's basketball we're top five in the in the world yeah the women's program has done so much better than the men's program here because the men's program has this whole like oh you are you know steve nash we're going to make you the general manager of the team or you know like it's just it's nepotism and it's it's biased and it's wrong. It's horribly done. So I Olnik, Thank you so much. Proud to say you're Canadian. Proud to be part of Canada's basketball. Kojo love that you're part of the basketball program. Everyone else do something, show up, buy into what we're trying to do at team Canada. And then I'll start talking to you as Canadian basketball players. Cause those other eight guys aren't Canadian until or 11, nine guys, whatever you named aren't Canadian until they contribute like they do. So, oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I honestly think like there's
0: been a turn, right? Just from like the time I've been living out here to now. So it's it's been uh it's been good because now I feel like guys are guys showed up last year that were yeah. healthy enough to show up and hopefully yeah. you can get to show up for
1: the four years for the training and trying to get playing together and buying into what the system is. So you don't have
0: to qualify at the last moment two we, weeks before the Olympics again, we, right? So we choke at we choke. We'd well hard. it just, it just shouldn't come to that. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. you, you you can literally fill a team full of nba players that it shouldn't come to that in, in a sort of amateur tournament um is- kia, is kia nurse the best women's player canadians women's player of all time
1: yeah i would think yeah. so i don't yeah. know my canadian basketball history or whatever in fact like kia nurse is my second greatest canadian woman canadian basketball player after steve Nash.
0: yeah yeah mine too that's why i kind of uh you know put the little qualifier on there like men's basketball
1: yeah yeah kia nurse is awesome all right. and, and hilarious and a great part of the, even like her and Kate Burness are awesome together doing the playoffs. So yeah. Just appreciate them.
0: Yeah. She does a good job. All right. You want to say something now to wrap up the
1: podcast? Yeah. So this year we lost, not lost, but retired Krzyzewski. And it was a long year of like watching him finish it, made a final four and he's gone and 75 years old, let him have some time to rest and enjoy whatever. And that was sad. For me, as a Duke fan, as you're throwing up in your mouth right
0: now. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did not. I was not aware this was going to be the subject. But,
1: but I want to talk about Jay Wright. Jay Wright is <laughs> Villanova, sixty years old, and probably people are arguing he's in his prime, and he is now stepping away from Villanova. And I am losing college coaches to love. I really hmm. am. I got Izzo left, and I don't know if I have another one left right now. So I'm struggling. Help me out. Help me out. Send some messages to Steve about other good college coaches, and if anyone puts Calipari on there, your vote is invalid, and you should just not watch basketball ever again.
0: Listen, there, there's some really, yeah, there's some really great uh, college basketball coaches out there. Um, Chris Beard at, at Texas. You know, I love Shaka Smart, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nobody else does. <laughs> I'm holding out hope. A yeah, front. But there, there's a bunch of great ones out there. Um, what I would say is Jay Wright, man, I've been watching Jay Wright since he was coaching at a Hofstra back in like I think it was like the late 90s or something like that. Um incredible coach. He has speedy class in there at the time and they went on a yep. run. Um fun. I love I love the guys that you know he coached Villanova for the last two decades. Uh, he um the guys that came out of his program. Those guys to me, they might not be superstars, but they were always guys that could be in the top eight or nine of your rotation and play and, and come into similar to like Izzo and Michigan state. Like they can come yeah. into the league and play a role. Right. Yeah. We, just, we saw Xavier Tillman today. Who's not a, a star player. Right. But he graduated from Michigan state. He contributed today to the, to the, to the game. I felt like all yeah. those Nova guys did the same thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, Jay Wright's a great coach. I hate, I, I'm I sad to see him go. Um, he went out. He went out, uh, you know, quietly, unlike one of the other
1: coaches out there. <laughs> all right, all right. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying, Jay Wright is is a great basketball coach. Is a great basketball mind. If you can look up stuff that Jay Wright does, it's very great for if you're as you're growing as a coach. He's a very intelligent man, and I just I'm sad. I've lost Stevens. Then I don't have Coach K. I don't have Jay Wright anymore. Like I'm I'm losing coaches I love, and and maybe that's a that's a problem with me being an old school mentality coach too so oh yeah you you're, oh yeah we're old but
0: there's a there's a, you know, I, ha- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about college basketball since like the final four was over, which is like a month ago but there are some really really great uh <laughs> college coaches out there now man so maybe maybe next one we'll, we'll talk about those guys but nah that's it we're done he di- he didn't roll out going to the NBA I think he's done I think he's done.
1: I, hope I don't- so. I, I the funny he left it too, he just, I mean, it felt like it was like family and like this is my focus is not 100% here, so I can't do it or expect my just guys to be part of it.
0: Whatever you do, Jay Wright, don't go to the Lakers. Just stay retired no, if, that's, if that's your choice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just stay retired is right. All
0: right. Thank you all for listening. We'll come back and uh we'll uh come back and talk about the playoffs some more, but we can't wait. All right. Go, Giannis. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode. That was fun. Uh, we are now on social media. You On Instagram, we are at Crossover and Clapboards. Uh, Twitter, we're at SteveCCB Podcast. Uh, so we'll definitely follow us, interact with us. We, uh, we have a lot of fun sometimes on there. Thanks for coming out. Subscribe. Good night.